Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Bulls trying to build on Monday's bounce, but futures lost some gains on the back of uh, several earnings disappointments. Two-day Fed meeting kicks off today on this final day of October. Happy Halloween. Our roadmap begins with this final day of the month. Major averages on pace for three-month losing streaks as the Fed does kick off that policy meeting. Plus, legendary investor Stanley Drunkenmiller sounding off on Treasury Secretary Yellen for making, quote, the biggest blunder in the history of the Treasury. And shares of Caterpillar are moving lower, the biggest laggard on the Dow. Despite topping both profit and revenue estimates, we will dig through that quarter. Let's begin, though, with the markets on this final trading day of the month. Another one, Jim, where we're like, let's look forward to the next one. Yeah, look, I, I think that we have a market where if there's something that's negative that you can be found, uh, they'll find it. I mean, I, my chapter trust owns Caterpillar. We sold a lot higher. I'm trying to figure out when to buy lower. I, I notice when people sell it down 12, that's because they think someone's going to sell it down 15. However, these are probably most likely not longs because if you go through what Caterpillar is going to say, it, it really is a fourth quarter story and a 2024 story. They're b- making it as a 2023. I mention this only because I find that if there is one single line in a report, Carl, that's negative, it's all that people care about. And it, it, it's all because it, we're in a real bad bear market right in, now. In this case, is it about their warning about China? China's less than five percent. Oil's oil six percent. A copper is bigger than China, but you know they, they but they, they pull it. I mean, David. Mm. Is it mentioned that that China's less than five percent? No, the China headline's worth a lot. I'm saying there's a deeply there's a real cynical moment going on here. Whether it be hedge fund managers calling out Treasury secretaries for for getting it wrong, whether it be the reporters. I mean, look, I read a story today about Nvidia losing five billion dollars in sales in China. Well, how about the story. fact that that's going to flow back to America and they're going to make more than five billion? Why isn't that story written? The reason why that story's not written that's a pretty positive story. Right. I, I did. That did occur to me reading that journal story about NVIDIA, that it wasn't as though that demand won't be soaked up immediately. Well, how about if they, that it's was, just that it won't be, obviously, again, well, these higher day. end chips that no longer can be sold right. in China. The immediacy of that ban uh, impacting NVIDIA, uh, as the journal right, but wrote. Fine, I mean, but to they, your point, they'll just bring them back here. Well, they'll charge There's plenty more, of demand. They'll charge more. They get, as soon as you buy one, they, you make more money on it. Uh, they just introduced the chatbot function. You just said the chatbot function is very big. But I read the story, Carl, and I just say, um, NVIDIA gets lucky. Government bans China. <laughs> good for PC makers. Good for data centers. Good. But, you know, they don't do that. Why? You know why they don't do it? Because they don't know. Because they don't have sources. Because they want it to be negative. I mean, I don't, like I sat there and I said, God, when the, it was amazing when the Eagles lost to the Commanders, but that's okay. Wait a second. They beat the Commanders. I mean, that's when I read that stuff. I say, wow, they got that story. Did they take the wow. next measure and say, where is that flowing back to? And the fact that it's negative for Intel and AMD, that's really, that's way beyond their camp. Yeah. That's okay. What does it matter? David, what does it matter? What, is there some sort of journalism jail? Will you get the story wrong? Yeah, I got the oh, one of the, I got one uh, of the guys wrong in the. Uh, I'm not in the habit of, always, of defending the journal, but I mean the story stands on its own. It's still a story. The fact that China will not be getting these, and that I used to write those stories when at the LA Herald Examiner. I remember sometimes we had no uh, 
Nothing right, said my editor, uh, the late Don Force, was a great guy. He said, DA probes rackets. <laughs> so, but it's not true. He goes, other oh, always probing rackets. Just write that story. It's a good story. I mean, you know, I've done this. I've done this. And it's great and it's fun, but it's not going to help you make money. Uh, to Jim's point about Caterpillar, uh, you noticed the shares were down. In oh, the yeah. face of what Umpleby said about the overall outlook, take a listen to what he said. We now anticipate the full year to be better than we previously expected. We expect our adjusted operating profit margin to be slightly above the targeted range relative to the corresponding level of sales. This positive operating performance increases our expectation for MENT free cash flow, which we now expect will exceed the 4 to $8 billion target range for the full year. This outlook for the adjusted operating profit margin and MENT free cash flow reflects healthy customer demand and our strong operating performance. Look, what Jim did is what he always does, which is he puts up a good number. Now, if you take a look at the numbers we saw for the quarters, it didn't have a good quarter, but the stock ran up to 270. Uh, this is what I regard as being par for the course. Uh, we sold it where it went up like that. Why? So that we can go buy. Will we buy today? No, because you see, if you're selling 227, that means you know you're going to knock it down to 225, 224. At 224, you make a stand, then buy some more 220. This happened when they made the stand between 205 and 208. It's just what, it's just what happens. No, no, what, what? It's like rinse and repeat. This is what happens. Cat reports. They pick one line, the China line. He's moved China down from uh, from about ten to down five, uh, and then you sell it. And then what happens? Well, you gotta hope that someone even dumber than you sells it. It's a high risk game, if it weren't for the fact that there's so many stupid people. And by the way, the first minute, I, I always urge you to check the first minute or CTS. It may just be. It may not what? even be people. It just may the be algorithms. Oh, man, chat the bot, the I NVIDIA mean, chatbot that was think, unveiled yesterday. I don't think we perhaps talk often enough about the level of volume that really is right. simply uh, right. well, based, a, on, you know, let's just based like, on programs. And, uh, but they, yeah, okay, see but that rogue? He's not a rogue trader, right? He was a rogue programmer at Two right. Sigma. But this I is mean, old, you know, this part rogue coder. You go and you make, you know, you buy Caterpillar at midday after, or maybe tomorrow morning, and you make money because, you see, we, the, you know why we have a big budget deficit besides the fact that we have a huge amount of interest that we have to pay? $640 million right. this year. It, yeah. It's the, 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 the $640 billion, There's like a trillion me, dollars in spending coming, and there won't be any Caterpillar machines, and they're going to be making them as fast as they can. The profit margins are going to be up. But Uncle B is not a showman. He's not there to counteract the stock going to 225. That's not what he does. He builds long-term value. He raises the dividends. He's a dividend aristocrat. It's been remarkable since he came in. He buys back stock. It's no longer the profit of the cat. But, the, but it's, it's fair game. That's what I'm saying. It's fair game to play this game. And that, that's what happens. Uh, that said, uh, it is a morning of a lot of revenue misses at Bud, JetBlue, but, Pfizer, but Amgen. Bud, okay, so Bud is up. Because it's not as bad as we thought, because the rest of the world's good, even though Bud Light's horrible. We don't have to go in why that is. Uh, Amgen, actually, uh, they had a prostate cancer drug that failed, but this Repathis finally got 44% gain. The Repathis is a drug that's anti, you know, that, that is used for heart, and it's amazing. I say that, David, they bought this Horizon Therapeutics. You're selling it before we even see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. This is not VF Corp, which I can go into later. And yep. this is not Lattice Semi, where they just said, listen, we did badly, and the 
No. I mean, Lattice starts and by saying, you know, we're not, not doing And well. it's not Sarepta, which we'll go into later. Which, oh, well, that's, which, which, no. which Although they did say that it met every, their, their release Secondary was, end point, but it didn't. Their release was disgusting. That was sad. But and, Bud and is like, good. you know, not as um, bad as it used to be, Bud. All right, not as bad as it used to be. What about, what about my favorite? I always like talk about Pfizer. I always, I'm sure I drive them crazy when we put up the 20-year chart of Pfizer. It does not include dividends, so it's not a total return I, I, I chart. Have, I have news for him. I have Dr. Borlo on today. Nice. And I'm going to say, did David Faber drive you crazy? And you know what he's going to say? Who's David Faber? <laughs> he's not going to do that. He's a very nice man, as he, he likes to say. And a vet. And Chewy's doing it. It was upgraded today. Uh, yeah. uh, but, I mean, there it is. It's like that doesn't really do much okay. for you. All right. That's all you have to say? Well, you do, that to, really? you do that to me so much. I just felt I wanted to see what it was like. How did it it's feel? pretty satisfying, was it? <laughs> no reaction at all? Um, anything in that Pfizer release that excited you? Uh, the, the, As you prepare it. for Dr. Borla uh, uh, this evening? Um, the line about how uh, Taylor Swift, it was, a, it was a good pickup of Travis, <laughs> Kelsey, and they got to, no, that actually wasn't in there, but that's what I'm going to drill down on because I want ratings and numbers. <laughs> I'm not about the substance. Uh, they, they do affirm the full-year guide. Meantime, uh, crude oil on the rise this morning, although WTI is down more than 8% for the month. Uh, the World Bank forecasting an average price of 90 in the current quarter, declining to 81 in 2024 as the global economy slows. It does say that prices could theoretically jump to as much as $157 a barrel if the Middle East conflict escalates beyond Gaza and results in a large disruption scenario when it comes to supply. That would exceed the 08 record, Jim, of 147. Yeah, I mean, you, you can certainly say that. Uh, look, there's, there's Russia, there's Saudi Arabia, and there's U.S. U.S. is one of the reasons why someone could say, hey, listen, Caterpillar's not doing that well. The largest market they have is Permian, and we're not drilling like we used to be. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there, because the more large markets will be infra. I, I do think that you can make that case about oil. I would have made the case that, wait a second, we, there's a major expansion of the war in Gaza, and oil is down, and I think that's more dispositive than whatever the the big thinkers are doing at that shop, the IEA. I, by the way, if if the U.S. decided to pump, you know, it's about 13 million barrels a day. They could go to 14. And that's an all-time high right now, right? Yes, yes, it is. It is, and there's a lot of room. David, people are so critical of these, you know, the Chevron deal and the Exxon deal. They're really taking a long-term view to be critical of those deals. I mean, Scott Sheffield's taking a five-year view. Those guys are taking a five-day view. Those guys being? The negativists. You're really getting on the negativists yeah, today, I am. aren't you? You know why? Because this is a horrible market, and I'm trying to find reasons felt, to say it's okay. Yes, didn't feel good to you yesterday? That was a short trap. What is the market anyway? Isn't it like seven stocks? I, mean, I know it's 10 know stocks, that, 35% of the S&P, you know, and everybody's in, in ETFs, and everybody's in an index fund. I mean, aren't you just, I mean, isn't it all just... David, have you ever heard of the tenure? Yes. You want to talk about that for uh, a I want to kick that. You ever read Sidney Homer's book? Whose book? Sidney Homer. No. 550-page book called Inside the Yield Curve. David, it's a page turner. I have not. Carl, have you read that book? No. But I saw we got down to 481 this morning. The Morning Show and in, and Inside the Yield Curve, Inside the Yield Curve. Those two, those are your, what you're yeah, binging on at the moment? They're my go-to. Ashley. Yeah, that what puts you I to sleep at you, night? You know, For uh, the three hours you let sleep? Let me just say that uh, I don't want to give away, no spoiler alert, but David, the yes. inversion. <laughs> That's a big moment, huh? Oh, man. Wow. I'm not giving any more away. No, don't. 
When we come back, Apple last night unveiling some new products highlighted by its third generation ships. We'll talk about the street's reaction to that this morning. We'll get to Pins and Eden and Ulta, Stellantis, Chewy, Roku, Boeing, and a lot more as futures lose some gains. Back in a moment. Tonight, we're introducing a new family of breakthrough chips and bringing them to the world's best pro laptop, MacBook Pro. Tim Cook at Apple's product event last night unveiling some new chips, a revamped Mac lineup. He says the M3 chips are faster than their predecessors and will be used to power new MacBook Pro laptops in a new 24-inch iMac desktop with a starting price of about $1,300. New computers are available for pre-order, expected in stores November 7. I think these are ARM-designed um, chips. Yeah, so, I mean, th- this is another one, and David's going to uh, give me a bit of a ride post here, but... Most of the press is that this is irrelevant. Now, I try to get one for my wife because it's her birthday tomorrow. The demand is so great. It's like, forget it. It's all an allocation. It's the usual. It's like repulsive that the journals, that the press have decided it's awful, but the customers have decided it's a win. I'm not saying that it's awful. The reviews have simply been, I think, that it's faster, but there's nothing. That's that's what it is, which is not an insignificant thing. Thank you. That's all, all I'm saying is, is that whatever... The press says, try, I always say, try to get one. Just try to get one. Now, I was able to get uh, the phone by using the new video chat, which is just superb. Thank you, Chris, for doing a great job. But, you know, these are not easy things to get. So you always struggle no. between what the press says and what the, the public says. The larger, I think what's more interesting is, of course, as we know, Apple started designing its own chips some time ago. Right. They've replaced Intel inside, so Yes, to speak. they sure did. You've Dropped got NVIDIA and AMD, as Steve Kovac was reporting this morning on Squawk Box, reminding us, competing potentially in the PC market. Yes. Obviously, AMD's already, but NVIDIA right. potentially. Qualcomm. Um, and it's also important to note how many companies now design their own chips that are not chip companies, whether it's Apple or right. Amazon or Meta. Right. Correct? Correct. Uh, and many of those correct. then go and get sent to Taiwan Semi that actually yeah. makes the chips. But it's an amazing time for chip design. Yes, it is. Which is everything, really. That's, that's all why, it's about. That's why Cadence should work, because Cadence is everybody. And Cadence guided. People didn't like the guide, but the, the guide. Cadence is one of the best performing stocks in the last 10 years. Jim, who are all these people who design these chips? At NVIDIA, for example. They're smarter are than they, us. The people what, that are not the literature people. Yeah, what are their degrees all in? How? It takes okay, them years sometimes to design these they're chips. Usually in, in, they're usually in, in comp engineering, not right. comp sci. It's like if you go to NVIDIA, NVIDIA has thousands of, of, engi- of engineers. We have a shortage of engineers in the country. But what people, do they do all day? What do they do all day? I need to see the product. They like, create they great actually, wealth. They, they tinker. They, they just, go read the, go, go watch. Okay, here's what I want you to do. all about, I mean. There's 10 videos on the Cadence site. Okay. Okay. And. You'll see what an engineer does. It's really very good because they're, they actually build, you know, this cadence to Taiwan Semi. So it's the intellectual that. property of NVIDIA to the actual build of chip in, in cadence and then to the foundry of Taiwan Semi. Taiwan three, Semi. Three so part. it shows the entire process. Yeah, and it's process. very, very good. I mean, because a cadence is a really smart company. No one really focuses on it, but they have, they're the best in terms of if you want to see what, how it make, works, how an engineer works. There is a, Needham did say that the odd timing of the Apple event makes them worry that Macs were weak in the quarter. <laughs> not just the press, Jim, no, it's I, the sell side look, too. I, I'm not looking for a good quarter. I'm not, I'm not looking for a good quarter. 
why should this be a good quarter? The, the, Mac, the, the phone came out the wrong time. No one's saying it's a good quarter. and Everyone says the company is no good. I urge people, if they really want to get out, get out, okay? I'm, I'll, I'll buy when they're done getting out. See, because it's like a really great company with 99% customer satisfaction, and they could raise the Apple Plus, and no one even cared. Is that fine? You're just daring people at this point. Well, I mean, I just bought one, and I, you know, I paid $400 for like all the things that you need to do if you drop it. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I did it because, like, what are you going to not do it? What other products like that? What? What other? Bud Light? No. Modelo? I'm angry. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, you are. I'm good. angry. Yeah. I came in fired up. There's nothing yeah. matter with that. And yesterday you were all negative, and now today you're all angry at everybody else's negative. Yes, yeah, right. Figure it right. out, man. Right. David, we have to go, and I'm right, tired right. of your meandering. Well, maybe we should change the mad dash to the angry dash. Oh, I like we'll, that. Uh, angry we'll, bird dash. I'll have that, too. We'll get that ahead of the opening bell in a moment. We have an opening bell here in uh, eight minutes. Let's get to our mad dash or angry dash, as no, Carl I'm, just my used faux, it. No, my faux anger's over. Okay. Is, my and, faux anger's and, over. and that is why, because Pinterest has made because you happy? Pinterest was so great. Now, Pinterest, by the way, which they also said already the ad pause is over, which reflects very well on Meta. Uh, you know, these guys, you got new management in, and what new management did was figure out how to get the funnel bigger. 600 basis points improvement in margins, that's pretty incredible. Uh, they uh, have this great deal with Amazon, and they find, what they're finally doing is translating all the interest into sales. So it's a great, it's a great platform if you're an advertiser, and uh, you, know, you get a good opportunity here. Now, this thing was creeping up all night uh, while the conference call was going on, because each line of the conference call is better than the last one. You know, this is now going to be, along with Meta, a destination for you to advertise at. Uh, it had always been a destination where you would look at it and then go somewhere else because you got the idea. Now you stay. And I just think that these guys, this, this is going to be a long-term winner. They have a so. huge number of well, well, opportunities. Well, is there something in this quarter that makes you think long-term winner as opposed to previous quarters? I mean, oh, no, they seen... had a breakout. In that they got the, the funnel widened, more people coming in, and then the customer's really happy because it's staying within their realm. And Amazon, the deal with Amazon is very smart. These guys were pristine, David. They weren't, commerce was an ugly thing for them. They weren't about commerce, they're about customers and satisfaction. Well, I find that if you're about customers and satisfaction, you might as well make it about commerce. So this stock goes higher, it's terrific. And I really, I'm apologizing for my behavior. I I just think that when I I see people sell Apple, there's nothing you can do. That's what happens ahead of the quarter. People sell Cat, you need to look at how Cat did last time. So I I apologize that I was was a Tempest and it turned out to be Teapot. It's okay, Jim. You don't have to apologize. Thanks. It's okay. Our viewers know you. Yeah. All right, we'll keep an eye on shares of Pinterest. As you saw, the CEO will be joining the 11 o'clock hour of Squawk on the Street. Oh, really? He's so solid. I might crash. Okay. I won't be here. You can talk to Carl about that. Um, He says yes. (laughs) But we got an opening bell uh, coming up. Don't forget, by the way, you can catch us anytime, anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Billionaire hedge fund manager Stanley Druckenmiller taking aim at Janet Yellen during a discussion at last week's Robinhood Investors Conference. Druckenmiller argued that Yellen had failed to take advantage of the ultra-low interest rates era. He said, quote, I guess because political myopia or whatever was issuing two years at 15 basis points when she could have issued 10 years at 70 basis points or 30 years at 180 basis points. Goes on to say, quote, it's the biggest blunder in the history of the Treasury. I have no idea why she hasn't been called on this. She has no right to still be in that job. Harsh. 
Although, as uh, Steve uh, Leesman pointed out this morning, it'd be weird, I guess, to have gone long duration at a time when the F- Fed was still doing QE. Well, yeah, I, I speak with people, not to the, in this Treasury, but in previous, and urged them to do this. Said it on air, as you know. Well, you wanted them to issue a 50. Well, I said 30 point. We go yeah. out as far as possible. Um, that and, was back in the. And, you know, uh, I, the it, I said it to Tim Geithner, who was a terrific guy. And he always explained to me that it's just much more expensive to do the long end than the short. The short is the cheapest. And I kept saying, yeah, but that's a very short side of view. It could be in this. And then uh, Secretary Mnuchin, very similar, said the same thing. And, you know, look, I think Druckenmiller's right to call, but they have to call everybody out. They've been doing this mistakenly. And the long end's been really fabulous to do it. But, and we've said it on air. But they, I know Steve Leeson said that would be uh, an odd thing to do. It doesn't matter. It was just a good thing to do. You think households were more rational, refining into low rates so great. the way they did? It was so great. I mean, I think that the, the chart that you put up about about disposable income and how it's going down, the savings are down. Well, one of the reasons why we're such a robust economy is because people did the rational thing. I thought the government should have too, but the government didn't want to do it. And it didn't matter how much you told them that you thought that long rates were going to go up. They they just didn't want to do it. It was just like in their DNA not to do it, and how they picked how they picked yeah, the treasury auctions. Yeah, Richard Fisher was on Squawk Box defending uh, Yellen yeah. to a certain extent, saying it's not complete. You know, you're not taking the full context right. of the time and, and place into account. Very true. And I mean, that it would have been more expensive. It was unclear whether there would really be demand for that much at that level. That's what they Look, uh, should she be called out? I think everybody should realize uh, that. GDP. So, I mean, where are all the people who said that? I would love to run the tape of everybody who said we are in the recession. They were just wrong. I make mistakes. I come on myself. I just say. Let's get the opening bell here in the CNBC World Time Exchange. At the big board, it is Madison Square Garden and St. John's University celebrating the start of college basketball season. At the NASDAQ, MBEC A Corp, a diabetes care company. Uh, doing the honors. Jim is within 30 points again of 4,200 at least. Well, look, I, we're still oversold. Uh, interest rates have been calm. We haven't had Apple's quarter yet to disappoint. Uh, we haven't had the Fed say at uh, 2.30 things that we didn't want to hear after Jay Powell's pestered by the uh, college uh, newspapers that are there and says, hey, I, when did you stop beating the usual? And I, I just think we have a bit of a gauntlet this week and but as you work off the oversold, I think people say, ah, geez, I wish I had made some sales. It's, it's not a great market. It's not a bad market. It's not a great, not a bad market. Yeah. We need to see either we need to see either some good data that makes it so that you want to buy long-term bonds, or we need to see the Fed say we're done. And we don't have either right now. So we need one or the other, if not both. And as long as we don't have it yet, everything's a trade. And I accept that. I mean, I think I think that. If you go in today, NVIDIA down nine, and you wait till it's down 15, you can buy it and flip it. I think you can do that. Uh, but those are the things that are happening. It's just people just trading, trading, trading. And David, you know I don't think that that's a market for individuals. That's, that's a high-risk market. Yeah. Trade, trade, trade. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where you are. Because I, I just said you need to... You were you I said that you negative. should sell. You should lighten up into the big move. And I'm saying it's, and there's no. Are well, you still? 
as long as you don't have the Fed on your side or no buyers of the 10, 20, 30 year, I can't be that positive. I mean, like I was looking at what China's been doing. You know, China's down from a trillion to 800 a billion bond. I mean, they just keep selling. We need we need some nominal buyers to come in and say this is the right level, and we don't have them yet. Yeah. Yes, we were thrilled that the Treasury looks like they underestimated how much you know they overestimated how much they need. But yeah, the if, financing number came out and it didn't scare well, the market. How about tomorrow if they come out? How about tomorrow if they come out and they say things like, you know what, we're going to do ten and twenty years. Then people will say, well, where were they when rates were, you know, it's the usual blame game. I, I, I tire of it, dude. At the same time, Jim, uh, China, uh, PMI's miss. Uh, China's bad, yeah. Eurozone inflation, two-year low. That's good. That was good. Uh, mixed. A lot of mixed stuff. Yep. Uh, I find that when you drill down on any single quarter, there's always one line item that's bad. And we could just go right down on everything. Honeywell, why is it only, why is it 179? Well, the, the climate control business wasn't as good as the aerospace business. Well, why is Alphabet only at 41 cents? Because Google Cloud business was seven and a half instead of eight and a half. I mean, I can find something for Meta. Well, you know, the last three days of Meta's quarter wasn't that good, but you know what? It turned out that Pinterest said it was okay. So maybe this is the stuff that we're stuck in. I know. We're stuck in this. We are. And I can give you the counter on every, on semi. Okay, so it was 100 two weeks ago. Yeah, they did say that auto was weak. And then Lattice came out and confirm that industrial is weak. I can come up with 100 negatives to combat any positive, including what I'm going to be saying right now about positives, about infrastructure. It, right now, the negativists win because you're fighting the Fed and you're fighting the fact that there's no real buyers for the long end. That's what you're fighting. Um, speaking of not great news, this Uh-oh. is just a story that's sort of uh, overall not great. It involves Sorept. If you're, if you're oh, an geez. owner of this company uh, stock, you're not happy today. And, uh, you know, if you are suffering from the, just the horrific disease of Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, um, which uh, is a ferociously degenerative disease, as they say in their press release, it's also not a particularly good day. There's a long press release here in which Sarepta goes through the results uh, of uh, its bark study um, treated with its drug uh, Elevidus showing an increase in uh, the North Star ambulatory assessment. That's an assessment of motor function for people who have Duchenne's. These are kids uh, compared to placebo, but it didn't get to the primary endpoint. They, they have a lot of different secondary endpoints they cite here as being quite positive, passing five seconds on time to rise, being the strongest predictor of an early loss of the ability to walk, for example. Um, but ultimately, I'll, I'll, I'll refer to Cantor Fitz's note here, which says, we were looking for at least a 1.3 point difference on that ambulatory uh, measurement uh, to show statistical significance. Instead, it was 0.65. So it was roughly half or exactly half of what they'd hoped for. Their bottom line is they say those secondary outcome measures that are cited very positively in the press release. And by the way, cited for a reason why they're still gonna go to the FDA and try to get approval and feel like they may have a shot at it. Nonetheless, I'll again refer to a note from Canterford this morning. They think those measures would have provided more supportive evidence if there had been a slight miss to the primary endpoint. But given that was not the case, we don't think those measures will carry as much weight it's clear that there is efficacy, but would it be enough for full approval? The market obviously is weighing in this morning. Um, and then there's Catalan. That's a company that you may remember I spoke about a number of times. 
It had a brutal run. It couldn't put out financials. Elliott got involved on the board. They manufacture for Sarepta. And obviously, the prospect that perhaps this may not get approved is impacting Catalan shares as well uh, in terms of their contract there. Do you think so, that Danaher's up because they didn't buy Catalan? And I, I don't know why Danaher is up. But well, I think she's in by cattle. They've been apparently talking. Danaher has not been able to make a right move now for 18 months, which is rather extraordinary. It is. Uh, so highly unlikely. Like the two, two of my chapters, I want to own up. Someone was blaming Yellen. I, I bought Estee Lauder for the trust and bought Danaher for it's the like trust. It's like watching the Patriots with a losing record. It just doesn't compute. That's a good point. And you went down, uh, you, the Bourne identity went down yesterday. Bourne got hurt. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like their best receiver. They're a terrible team. What is it? Tom Brady left them. Turned to be an impact. Tom Brady had some impact on his departure. That's a while back, but they still managed under Mac Did Jones to have a winning record, Mac didn't Jones? they? One yeah, year. I'm starting for Mac this week. I didn't mean to I'm move us to the, the NFL, although I did feel no, like no, 35 minutes had gone by and we hadn't talked about it, Jim. So, Did you, you see know. how much the NFL was up for Amazon? I didn't. Up more than 25%. Um, that Herb Street and uh, Al Michaels, obviously, the, in the production value is very good. But, I, but Thermo Fisher, they're all kind of going up because they didn't buy cattle and they're not involved. Yeah. David, you know, Thermo Fisher is another good company. Uh, it is where they seem where to it, and it these is, are all post-COVID. Yes, and uh, again, you and I have talked <laughs> many times way. about the longer-term track record of success and appreciation in the stock market for both Danaher and Thermo Fisher. Yeah. Until the last couple of years. Okay, I'll go there, uh, um, David. What a bum that Belichick is. <laughs> He's like Danaher for heaven's sake. Um, has that guy ever done anything right? Yeah. How many no, rings does Danaher have? No. But this Six is Super Bowls. This right? is part I mean, of the whole cynicism What's moment that? that I'm talking about. That like Belichick's no good, Danner's no good. I, Understood. I, I, I'm not going to do that. I think I revere Belichick. I, I, let me just come back quickly to Sarepta to just wrap up here. They did mention on the call they had yesterday how encouraging the discussions with the FDA have been post the study. Um, but again, there is a great deal of question as to whether that will result. The FDA though has been willing to for diseases that are almost intractable approve they, things that don't necessarily move the needle. Parents come in. And they say, please, anything. I know. And I, know. I don't know how you say no to them. Jeez. This is horrible. It's, uh, See how, you know, people, please, anything. By the way, uh, one of the few well, we hopes keep hoping. We that, is, that I hope gets through is this Vertex anti-pain that would be the first non-addictive. That's what I'm hoping for because I think our country's gripped with a level of addiction that is that is impacting our actual country. Is that Vertex, in the stock price already or no? No, I think Vertex can go up substantially, but it's true, it's just that no one's ever been able to develop a pain, pain drug that's, that doesn't have addiction. All of them have addiction. This could be. I don't know. I mean, there, I, I have great hope that, they, that the, the pharmaceutical industry is doing tremendous things in this country, but most people don't share my optimism about it. Uh, Jim, a lot of discussion this morning about autos. Uh, Stellantis oh. did come out and talk about the impact of the strike, which relative to Ford and GM might actually be a little bit light. Uh, Berkshire selling some more BYD. And then Deutsche talking about the possibility of uh, the term they're using is meltdown did you see in the, the EV business. That piece is yes. a really funny piece. Um, yeah, that's a really negative article in negative research. And by the way, uh, Adam Jonas, whom you know I love, he joins the global EV, the global EV meltdown early playbook for Deutsche Bank. I read this to our guys this morning, and 
it, it is, it, it's the apocalypse now. What is the main contention amongst those who are saying not just demand is slowing, but it's melting down? People for aren't EVs. buying EVs. They're, they're, there's a, there's an, a, a dislike of EVs at the same time when everyone's ramped up for EVs. Everyone's committed to EVs, but they can't make yeah, any money in To EVs. the point some have made on Twitter today, I've seen, you know, the Model Y is the best-selling automobile, period. Okay, so Hertz, period. one of the things I, I was critical to Stephen Sher, who runs Hertz, I said, you know, how did, how did you do this? He goes, are we supposed to not buy the most popular car in America? You know, you would figure that people are going to come in and say, look, I'd like the most popular car in America. And they didn't know that it would be hard to repair. Yeah. By the way, uh, Tesla at below 195 this morning, going to take you back to June. It's down almost 20% from the well, earnings print. The, what's happening in this market is just rolling over really badly. And I, you know, it, it, within the guise of yesterday, up the, the atomistic Dow 500. By the way, the, uh, the breath wasn't that good yesterday. No. So, I mean, people should be aware that there's just underneath, there's just a lot of things, a lot of stocks just, they're just giving up. And, uh, the only stocks that seem to be able to make a stand are the ones that have already been given up on, like the banks. I mean, no one cares about the banks. A lot of focus on, on uh, Tesla for obvious reasons, but also in the last 24 hours on Twitter. Or I should say X, excuse me. Yeah, how's that doing uh, Formerly there? Twitter. How's that doing there? Which, you know, guys, we knew. I mean, they came in at $19 billion in terms of how they're valuing stock for employees. Um, not a big surprise. I think we've been saying more or less since he signed the deal up that it was worth roughly half of what he right. was paying at the moment he signed. Um, I know. Our, our producer, Todd Bonin, sort of, kind of equates it with the producers, remember? You know? I, I, yeah. I think it's more Like Paul he's Max Bialystok. I think it's more Paul Or Marks. Gene Wilder in this case, or, you know, whoever. Well, it's just like, let's, let's, uh, let's buy a company and... Uh, but Paul Marks, I think, is the better analogy. Paul Marks. The Morning Show. <laughs> uh, he would love the, the Morning Show. show. John Hamm. It's a great, I mean, really? It's on Apple. That's really? Why I, I, the I morning like show? It's been watched by what? 17 people? I love no, those kidding. 17 I know people. It's a, I, know it's a, I, I know it's a hit for Apple. show, yes. If it's, if it's only watched by 17 people, why was Apple able to put through that price increase in its stock? I don't know. Hey, you want to you want to see something that was watched by a lot of people? This when I sat down with Elon Musk on May 16th. And we talked about Twitter. You want to take a listen? Why not? <laughs> Maybe we don't have it. Oh, that was great, David. <laughs> I'd say like the, the analogy I was using was it's like being teleported into a plane that's in a nosedive, uh, headed to the ground with uh, the engines on fire and the controls don't work. Right. Yeah. And you were the that's guy what, who chose that's, what, to, that's what it felt like. You chose to get into the plane. <laughs> well, 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 I did try to exit the deal and they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me. There you go. There he was, of course. He did learn about the, the inner workings of M&A law. But yeah. That's how you get to $19 billion from 44 not be a bad entry point, though. He could. Uh, by the way, 13 billion in debt is still out there. That's an important point right. to make. The, the, that has not been able to be sold by the banks that underwrote the what was the, you know, one of the largest LBOs of all time. It's got much better functionality. Uh, I think there's a lot of positives as you come in. It's just that I, I think it's a very unappetizing site for an advertiser. It's very, it's prurient. It's funny. You get a lot of stuff if you follow sports. Follow the news. I got a lot of news from it, but that doesn't necessarily make it. Any more worthwhile than, advertise, than advertising on radio, for instance? It's just not, not a, and this has a, the added disadvantage of people can post anything, and a lot of it's vile. So it's just a bad place to sell Tide uh, versus Pinterest, which is a happy-go-lucky, nice site 
makes you feel like you're on the yellow brick road. It's so great. You know? uh, yeah, on pins, uh, B of A ups to buy. They go to 37. Key goes to 37. Uh, a company that you've long said is not that promotional. No. Yeah. I mean, it was just a very, very good quarter. But I think that what we're seeing today is that yesterday was a day that there happened to be, you know, for whatever reason, David, you mentioned that a lot of things are computers. It's the day, the end of tax law, selling. You yep. know, it's mutual fund season, end of year. I mean, these are all things that just happen. And people, I'm trying to make it so that people like don't understand why they're losing money today versus making money yesterday. There's just there a lot of technical stuff that moved to yesterday. Um, any new views? You know, I, I follow this because it's such an interesting story, even though, frankly, in the stock market right now, not much it can trade because everybody locked into their elections on VMware. They already made their decisions. They can't do anything. Nothing new. But VMware is down another 2%. Any updates for us? You know, I, I, I shared that yesterday, and I'm starting to wonder whether it was true, this idea, at least, that Hoctan would like out there, that it's bureaucratic rather than political. Uh, the, what the, I've the heard point, subsequently is like, versus... come on, man, of course it's political. Well, he just wants everybody to think it's bureaucratic because he wants well, to get this thing if, through because he doesn't want to make anybody mad. Well, if it's paperwork, I mean, this deal was one of the longest lingering deals that came, you know, 2020. How could it not be political, well, given what we started the show with, talking about NVIDIA and the chips that no longer can be sold to China? Well, you're going on someone's word that it's not political, and that would mean that the deal does close this weekend. I think by the end of the week, we'll we know whether... pants by Hock 10. Thank you for my verb. Are we being, you know, I thought about that yesterday, and I talked about it last time. I mean, I'm really, I, this is make or break on his reputation. If they get it done very shortly, I think means two weeks. Right. I think they think it's it make may or break. be done as soon as but this week. For people at home, this is what matters. Broadcom will do a giant buyback if they don't get the deal. And if they do get the deal, the price earnings multiple goes up. So why are we sweating the program? You can go buy Broadcom. You know, Qualcomm NXPI is the one, remember, of course, never got approved. I know. Qualcomm's back to that level, David. Yeah. Chicago PMI is out. Let's get it from Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl. Indeed, October Chicago PMI, 44.0, expecting 45. In the rearview mirror, 44.1. This is the weakest level since July, but maybe more importantly, it's the 14th consecutive month, 1-4, under 50. And, of course, 50 is that magic line between expansion and contraction. We see yields have moved higher from the 4.80% low that we had earlier today. Yesterday, we settled around 489. So even though yields are down a bit on the long-dated treasuries, they've bounced much higher than they were earlier. And we see two-year note yields are higher on the day, and three-year note yields are vacillating between in and out of uh, net change of positive versus negative, but maybe the real issue continues to be first day of a two-day Fed meeting, not expected to do anything, but the long-dated Treasury market still seems to be in control of interest rates. Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Watch JetBlue today. Uh, it is a wider-than-expected loss. Revenue missed. They guide below for the coming quarter uh, and talk more about the impact on oil. For the year, uh, it's going to be down about 45%, closing in on uh, getting halved so far since the beginning of 2023. Dow's down 105. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. We're going to do a $300 million restructuring, really reduce the cost across the board and reinvest back into innovation and brand building. And then finally, we're going to delever, lower our debt, and really strengthen that balance sheet. Jim's doing VF for stop trading. Yeah, Brack and Darrell, you just saw him there, he turned around uh, 
Logitech, and he did it three times, more than three times about the S&P during the period, about 11 years. Before that, he turned around Menon, Procter & Gamble. Uh, he'll do the same, I think, with VF Corp, but it's not going to be done instantly. And one of the things he laid out last night was it's not going to happen overnight. And uh, Vans is really the problem there. So anyone who's buying it now, it's a longer ride. Uh, have faith. I think Bracken can turn around, but the time frame may not be what people want who buy it. Right? You got two activists in there, right? Yeah, the yeah engaged in Legion. I mean, but he seems to be following a lot of what their playbook, oh, uh, yeah. what, playbook mean, is, what right? D- yeah. Sell non-core brands, cut costs, cut the dividend, delever, reinvest. Right. Change the Vans president. Yeah, they got a new Vans team coming in. One of the things that he's doing is bringing in this great European team. Your North Face is the gold standard in Europe. It's not doing well here. Uh, there was, the company was very profligate. did a lot of things wrong. Many, many things wrong. And he has to fix a lot of them. And there's actually a case study on how, how to run a company to the ground. It's a very good company. Uh, but I think that as long as people understand that you can't do it overnight, he's certainly a person who can turn it around. It's yeah. amazing how they ru- ruined this company. They ruined it. Hundred dollar stock. They ruined it. And one of the things, I mean, I remember when they moved from Wyoming, Pennsylvania, to to be closer to the mills in North Carolina. Now they moved to Denver. And I said, Why did you guys move to Denver? And he goes, Well, I don't know, North Face Mountains. So that's terrific. I mean, that, there you go. I mean, he's got a light way about him, and he's uh, if he were here right now, he's a delight, and I, I am rooting for him, but this is going to be a long-term thing because you have to turn Timberland, you have to turn Dickies, you have to turn Vans, Vans be really bad. Uh, North Face, you have to make it a little more like Europe. you got to get rid of these backpacks. Uh, the, the, the Supreme, they got to start monetizing that, and they're... There wasn't anything that wasn't destroyed. They sold Contour, the denim, right right before the big denim move. These guys really may have been the textbook of what not how to run a, of how not to run a company. Wow. Previous man. Uh, so do everything the opposite of what they did. Yeah, whatever they did, you had to take the other side. But you know, he raised, raised a good point. He goes, "Look, New Balance turned around, and New Balance has turned around." So Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey for Pfizer, Taylor Swift. Yes, I mean, you have fine. Right. I'm a buyer of Swift here. Take Swift to 63. I'll take eight. Take it 70. Take Swift as high as you can. I don't care. Just keep buying all the way up. Par. I'm buying Swift at par right here. Uh, what's on Matt tonight? Uh, Pfizer. We're going to talk Travis Kelsey. And we're also, of course, going to talk about medicine and talk about the fact that there is a company post-COVID, even though people don't seem to think there is. I'm what does Rogers Nurse call Kelsey? Mr. Pfizer? Is that Mr. right? Well, Mr. That Pfizer. Is, yeah, you gave away my whole... <laughs> <laughs> so you like that, Mr. Pfizer? I, yeah, it was. It was yeah. Happy Halloween. Thank you so much, Happy Jim, Halloween. and yeah. to you. What are you going as? Nothing. I'm going as Kramer. Ah, good. Yeah. Kramer, <laughs> Kramer from Seinfeld. No, I'm not going as any. I'm going to give candy out to Yeah. Uh, Lennon still works anytime you need. Just uh, man, Lennon was just yeah. you know one of the great mass murderers of our time. People don't talk about that. They just talk about the good side of Lennon. <laughs> the handsome side. It's a nice, handsome side. We'll see you tonight, Jim. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. We'll take a break here with Dow down 82. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer.